You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimal of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! We'll see what happens there, because it's not... I think I have cloud issues. No, I think I have computer issues. Not Well, I have cloud issues and computer issues. Uh, you sound broke. Yeah, I thought, well... I, I thought you were doing okay. What happened to you? Uh, everything's going to shit. <laughs> oh, no! What happened? It's all <laughs> falling apart. You? What's it's going all, on with your personal life? It's all falling apart? It's all falling apart, man. It's all coming Tell to... It. It's, all, it's all going down the drain. T- tell me what well, you, you uh, made some you trust you put your trust in the wrong people evidently <laughs> the very wrong people the worst people the What's the uh hollywood the, scum the yeah the hollywood homosexual community oh no you can't trust them <laughs> no i'm chilling uh, i'm broke but i'm chilling okay i uh, think i you... just i think i spend outside of my means you definitely do <laughs> But I don't really, I don't think I have that much to show for it. I don't think I'm exposing too much, but Eric, when he's thin, asks me, hey, can I have the Patreon for this month? And I always say yes. And then afterwards, when I'm like scraping together pennies and like thinking about eating dog food, I go, wait a second. Eric has like more in savings than I've ever seen in my life. But but you don't understand. No, 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 no. You don't you don't get it. I am I have not saved a penny in two years. In fact, I had more money two years ago than I do now. Uh LA ruined you. You got a cocaine habit. It's fucking bullshit. This city is impossible. you you get charged fifty dollars a minute just to fucking exist. I mean I think owning a car in Los Angeles, it's funny. People always say that not owning a car in Los Angeles is just a miserable thing and this other thing. Owning a car in Los Angeles is a true hell. It's not <laughs> it's the car, so though. It's not no. the car. No, I don't think, I think it's the car. I think parking is the worst. I think parking is the biggest scam I've ever seen in my life. Well, anything involving a car is a scam. It's it's that's all true. I mean, you know, it is a scam, but I don't think that's what's I don't think that's what's beating my ass. What do you think's got you? Um, no, I don't know. Honestly, like I look at my bank account and I like think about the money that I make and I think about my expenditures and I'm just like, how am I not saving money? I don't fucking understand it. I have to go through it with like a fine tooth comb, but like, I don't want to. <laughs> I, like, I don't, I just don't want to. <laughs> What do you mean? It's liberating to know. So because if I do that, then I'm going to have to make changes. But I I like the way. My girlfriend does not love the like itemizing your expenses to her. That's like some depressing shit. It is. uh, Here's my thing. 
I think Excel sheets and shit like that are fundamentally depressing, but I think that having a grasp on what you're spending so that you can make plans is dope. You know what I mean? Like, yes, the reality, if, if you do the math and you figure out, holy shit, I'm only saving $200 a month. I should kill myself. It's still better to know. Like, let me ask you this. Is it better to know if your girlfriend is blowing your landlord? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you could make an argument for no. You could make an argument for no. Uh, if you're like, if you're now, 65 and you don't want to put yourself back out there, you just go, she's on you know her what? bullshit. Let's talk about that for a second. All right. I'm watching Vanderpump, my favorite show. God, and, so weird. and the one character is 34, a divorcee, and uh, is freezing her eggs because she's so verklempt about the idea of dying alone and never meeting anybody in the set all that shit. Is this really how people think? And am I, am I too optimistic? Now I'm very happy with my girlfriend and all that nice future together. But if she was to like, you know, in Indiana Jones where like, let's say that my girlfriend and I get in like, like a fist fight like this, out, yeah. uh, like outside of outside, like of a, of a, uh, like a Nazi stronghold in, in, uh, out, uh, uh where is it? Uh, it's in, let's say outside of Cairo, right? Okay. Yeah. And, and, and we're fighting, you know, this old, this old thing, right? She shaved her head and I lure her into a, a, an airplane uh, propeller. Okay. Right? And she, her head splits open. She dies. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I obviously I'd be upset. Obviously I'd be depressed. But on the other side of it, should I ever heal from this wound of uh, accidentally killing my girlfriend in an Indiana Jones pastiche? Uh, I think anytime I'm above ground, I've st- I'm still in the game. And, and am I dilute? What I mean by that is if I got single at 60, yeah, I would, I would just go, oh, damn, I guess, uh, I guess the rules have changed, but it's, uh, I'm back in the game, but, but you're telling, but you're telling me that people, <laughs> you're telling me that people look at it completely different. They look at it like, like, Oh, I'm spent. I got nothing. You know what I mean? Well, some people do. And some of them are right. I mean, I'm lucky. I still look like a taught 25 year old, but, uh, yeah, that's what, every, that's what everybody says about you. I know. I, but that, you know, uh, I mean, I think I look all right for 32, but like, it's, uh, it's yeah. I mean, there's definitely some people. There's some people like every now and then when I, when I peruse these dating apps and there's some spent people. And like, if, if you're spent at 28, <laughs> it's not good. Like I know saying, it, it, spent is a state of mind. Well, well, no, it's also a state of your face and your body, you know, but, but there is a spent state of mind. That is true. That's, that's certain. Uh, it's good to not fall. You got to, as, as John Joseph says, you got to keep the PMA every day. You know, you do no matter, no matter how many people are calling you a, uh, a fringe lunatic or a, a secret right winger. Yeah. You got to You, you know, you gotta, you gotta hang on to the, the positive mental attitude, but you know, I get it. It's fucking, it can get fucking hard out here. It's dating and shit. It sucks. It's fucking, it's a, it's a bleak world. You know? So this is a conversation I've had before. I, I, I liked dating 
and, and I asked my girlfriend about this the other day. I said, why does all these shows depict dating as, as uh, like some kind of nightmare when I always thought it was fun. And she said, that's because you were dating in a not serious way. If you are dating with the intention of finding a real partner, yeah, uh, then dating is a, is a hell. And <laughs> I never thought about that, but that, that makes sense because when I would go on dates, I would just look at it like low stakes. I wanted, I, I'm in a mood to talk to somebody. Yeah. This will be, this will be fun. Talk to somebody, get to know somebody's story or whatever. And then no, no, uh, no heaviness. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, walk that person to their door. If they're comfortable with that, walk them to their street. If you feel like, Oh, hey, maybe I shouldn't know where you live, whatever you want. But I thought it was low stress, but, uh, apparently if you are looking for Mr. Or Mrs. Right, it is, uh, uh, high stress. I think it also just like, by the time you're in your late twenties, thirties, I think you're just like, you're tired of telling your life story over and over to people that like, you know, shit just like fizzles out, I guess. I mean, I, I you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in between both the worlds. Like I, I don't, I like, I do like going out on little dates and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, if you're in that, that headspace where you're looking for the one to, to, to settle down with, it can be hard. I mean, you know, it's, it's about mindset, I guess. It's like, you gotta, you gotta know what you're looking for and you gotta also like probably understand at that point that like, I mean, no matter who you're going to meet, I mean, like everybody's got flaws, right? Everybody like you got to kind of, uh, to some degree, you're going to have to settle unless you're like so smoking hot that you can date NBA players. Like, but even, but even then you're settling in major ways. Like the the Adam Levine thing. Yeah. She thought she was scoring something with this guy and he thought he he was, but you just look, this is the heaviest uh, thing I'll ever say on the show. We've talked about, how you have to find the right partner because uh, your happiness essentially hinges on it, right? But the flip side is the... Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. How would I put this? Uh, go on. I, I'm uh, I'm looking for the right words. I I just I'm trying to stress to people that uh, I don't know. There's got to be like I'm going to sound too much like a Hallmark card. You 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 go ahead. You used to you used to be so sharp, and now you're like you you can't. It's, it's getting bad. It's getting bad, man. <laughs> it, 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 it's really bad. I I the senility is creeping in, and it's yeah. 
and I'm wondering what it is. Was it was like was it too much? Did I look at Twitter too much? Did Probably, I, yeah. Uh, is there some type of food that I'm not eating? Maybe, um, maybe. Like, what is costing me you my ability more, um, to Ginkgo Balboa? What's that Yerba shit? Bate. What's the shit that they put on that vegans put on everything? The flakes. Right. Nutritional yeast. You need more you, you nutritional yeast, I think. <laughs> that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Uh, no, I, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you got to find the right person, right? You got to find someone or at least like find someone you can, that is right enough and you can kind of deal with the rest. You know what I mean? Well, like, I think, okay, so that's what I was, I, I'll try to find the words. So, uh, maybe you're settling, maybe you're not settling or whatever, but you got to find somebody that you're, you're relatively convinced really loves you. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, because it, when, when you say, Oh, they could date an NBA player. I'm not sure that's a score because what if you're a stressed person that doesn't like it when, when your husband uh, f- fucks the maid, well, then you made a bad decision. You know what I mean? If you are the type of person that doesn't care if your husband fucks the maid as long as your bills are paid, then yeah, I guess you didn't settle. But I just think that a lot of the things like, again, back to my favorite show, Vanderpump, uh, there's a character that's going through like a thing where they're just eating the best looking people they can and they're all shitheads. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's the way that that goes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nine times out of 10, I mean, ugly people are no prize either, but nine times out of 10, a, a a really beautiful person is is going to be a shithead before the thirty, don't you think? Uh, I mean, you know, if we're generalizing, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I because like I, I think anyone is is capable of being like a true shithead. Um, I guess there probably is some kind of like there probably is some kind of line graph that like the more attractive you are, the likelihood. Of your shitheadedness, you know, especially if you were like attractive at a young age, you know, um, I think it gets, I think it gets bad. It probably gets bad. Yeah. I, I but yeah, I mean, I, it depends what you're looking for. I, I, I don't know. I mean, you're in probably the most settled down relationship that you've possibly ever been in, but I don't, have you, has that ever been like, have you ever been like trying to settle down or do you think you no. just sort of ended up here? No, that's, that's why uh, I'm convinced that my girlfriend is the one uh, because I'm never trying to like, I like partnership. I like th- that feeling linked to somebody. I think that's a great feeling and all that, but I don't know if I was ever trying to settle down per se, but uh and I never let age be the determining factor. Like when all my uh, friends were freaking out about, oh, I, you know, I'm worried about this. And, you know, now I'm going to have to wait for all the attractive women to be on their second marriage or like their divorce, you know what I mean? To, to enter the game again. I never felt that way. You know what I mean? So the fact that I uh, am enthused to settle down with my girl, I take it as a sign. You know what I mean? I take it as like, okay, like, so th- th- that's the right one. So, but there's people that have that freak out. They're like brains just breaking or like, Oh no, I'm not going to be competitive. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, man. Have you ever seen some of these disgusting slobs? Like there's slobs out there with good looking women yeah. with, with uh, ambitious women. You know what I mean? With funny women, you know what I mean? It, it, you could, 
I don't say this. This is good. This is some patriarchy shit that like our audience might have a problem with. But whatever the core, whatever has enabled this, it is just a natural fact that you don't have to be that. You don't have to be a high value man to find a high value woman. You agree with that, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, evidently not. I think you have right? to have like a, a just a modicum of like uh, assertiveness, right? Got to be confident, a little bit funny, yeah. may, maybe have money if those two things don't work. But I don't think you've got to be a special person to find. You don't got to be a special man to find a special woman. <laughs> I'm sorry to the women out there, but that's just what it is. No, I mean, that's what it is. It's true. You don't. I mean, it's evident. You can see it everywhere. But yeah, I don't know. I think and I think it's one of those things where it's like the more. I think there's I think that there is something. I don't know if, if you want to call it chaos magic or if you want to call it like cosmic energy or what, but it's like the more uh, pressure or importance you put on something like that, I think the more it's going to elude you, right? I agree with that. And I think I don't even think it's not just for romance, not just for dating. It's for if it's it's for your career. I think if you want something too much. You're yes. not, you, you know, you're just not going to fucking get it. Agreed. Agreed. That's, you doom yourself in some ways. Yeah. And it's, and it's funny because it's like, you don't even know what that is. Like, like you, your idea of what you want this is getting like hella Buddhist now, but your mm. idea of what you want is, is fucking a fantasy. Like that's that shit in your mind is not how the shit is going to work in real life. So it's like, you can covet something and you can get it. And then when you have it, it is not going to be what you thought it was. And then you're going to think that you never got it or that you don't have it. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's the fucking curse of life, man. That's the curse. That's, that's the whole shit. So you gotta be, you gotta be, yeah, that's the hedonic treadmill. You gotta be wise enough to be like, you know what? I can see maybe the flaws or I can see, you know, maybe I didn't get everything I wanted. If it's in your career or if it's like, and or you look at your woman and you're like, you know, like could bounce on her ass to get some bigger titties, but it's like, yep. no, you gotta, you gotta overcome that. And you gotta be like, all right, this is good. What I got. And it's probably about what I deserve. Like that's, that's good. At, where, you know, I'm going to get heavy. I think that a major thing, and this is not romantic. And I don't think that my girlfriend loves it when I talk like this, but because it just sounds sounds too clinical i really think that both partners got to be devoted to the project of your relationship so not devoted to the other person not devoted to uh uh you know you got to be devoted to the like look at your relationship as a project okay what's going to make the project work how do we like look at your relationship like a like a like a like a ocean liner it, okay, it's taking on water. What are we going to do? Well, if we don't do something, we're going to drown. Let's figure it out. Like, if, if, if I can get some, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. this I, I've learned this from watching uh, Relationship TikTok. I know a lot. Oh, God. Yo. <laughs> it's, yo, TikTok is a straight up, it's a brain slug that has infected everyone. So, it's, and let's see what, oh, uh, 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 hold on. I'm opening it right now. I'm going to be the no. last motherfucker on earth that doesn't have this shit. Okay, I thought that this was going to be, I, as I've told you, this shit 
What is it? I can't hear nothing. Uh, okay, so I'm trying to get rid. I'm trying to purge this of of hose because I don't want my girlfriend to, to like. I don't want to be opening my TikTok and just have hose and give the wrong impression to my girlfriend that I'm just like on here looking at hose. Isn't it's supposed that, to be a business thing? Your girlfriend is on TikTok, no? She's not really on it. She she like uses it to look at shit. She's like she might make drafts, but I don't think she ever uploads. But he, no, here's probably not. But like she knows that it, how much of it is hose. Yeah, but it's different. She hose can come up on her shit, and she'll she'll be like, "That's because I'm a woman." If hose come up on my shit, she'll she'll definitely say it's because I'm looking at hose. But here's my point: I just opened this. I assure you that I have not looked up under boob queen, but under boob queen is just oh. what pops up. But okay, so this is more like it. I was gonna say there is a a eight in ten chance that I open up TikTok and it talks about Adam Levine which it is currently doing. Uh, he is the hottest thing. Him and this girl, are the hottest thing on TikTok right now. Uh, everybody, everybody has an opinion and everybody has like uh, a solution or a condemnation or, you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's always some shit. And this has been, this is like hot. You know I mean? This is, so you and I talk about podcast bait, right? Like podcast bait is, uh, you know, black, some, black little mermaid, a black little mermaid exists solely for people like you and I to talk about. There's no merit to the conversation. There's sort of like, it's not even a real thing does not matter in any way, but it gives you and I something to talk about. Jim Norton is excited for black little mermaid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, then there's TikTok bait. That's, rock star adam levine playing the super bowl any person with a brain in their head knows that he's been with a woman other than his wife can we agree on that uh with a brain in their head one would presume yeah that that'd be a safe presumption to make safe presumption not because every man's got to cheat but because adam levine's got to cheat look at this fucking guy i'm sorry <laughs> so so that's a handsome man who's been in a successful band for 20 years. His, his sense of entitlement borders on mental illness, right? It has to, there's no way around it. But the fact that we're all acting shocked and appalled that he would cheat on his Victoria's secret wife that he landed after he left her friend who is also a Victoria's secret angel and now we're shocked that he's picking up Tiger Woods style diner waitress scraps. This is a natural progression for this sort of dude, right? Yeah. But it's TikTok bait. Tick, that's all it is. TikTok bait. Well, but to see, so that that's it. It. I'm like honestly, and I've made fun of these people before, but like it, it, it. I'm I'm becoming like a full fucking Baptist. Like it's I'm beyond trad. Like I I really think like it's it's we need uh the phone, not just TikTok, but like the phone in general has become such fucking Babylon. Like the fact that fucking like sports betting is like intrinsic the 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 sports betting. It is like I now love, I in, love it. It's entwined with sports as a whole. 
It yes. is on. It is. It is inseparable. So you can just fucking go on this thing. Mm-hmm. If Rick to Life is is not showing up on Rick to Life, but uh, you can just go on this fucking thing. And 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 just gamble your fucking money away. Your phone's a, basically a fucking slot machine. It's a bookie. Uh, can, it's a it's a wedding plan. Or so, so okay. So it's a matchmaker for your romances. It is a uh, uh, you can invest on it. You can gamble on it. Uh, you can destroy your your public uh, uh, persona by going on Twitter and saying, you know, LOL, flying to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS or whatever. And uh so yeah you could do your phone is your life it's uh, babylon because listen it's it is babylon you're right it, it is i want to smash i want to smash this fucking <laughs> I, thing. we you, should you all have a good point we should all be smashing it it is so easy to ruin your life and in ways that you can't even detect it's ruining your brain man it's My ruining brain your brain ruined. the pornography yo we just talked about it you can't think for shit anymore your brain is done you done. can't your your dick don't work because you're up all night looking at fucking crazy porn. That's my problem. I'm going off the. I'm straight up. I'm I'm going off porn. Uh, so I so I told you I'm going off porn. Yeah, I know, but like it, I, it's and I'm not trying to rip on you or, or like I'm try, not trying to bite your steez. I'm like I'm realizing like yo this is bad. Like this is not good for your fucking brain. So like you got to not do you got people got to become you are get you are getting really trad this is people got to people have to fucking join you got to join the Westboro Baptist Church that's i'm sorry this is the only this is the only like you got to be you got to find something that can make your mind fucking iron enough to like resist the temptation to lose mm. your money to beat your dick to to mm. to hook up with strange women mm. it's babylon Wow. So you're going through a dry spell is what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no shit. Yeah, it's bad. When I, when, Evan's been like, gone for a week and a half. I'm lonely. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I need so Evan for, back. For people that don't know, Eric gets so goddamn weird when he's by himself. So that's weird. But you know what? Good that I'm staying away from the drink. That's the, you know, I would rather go crazy like this than be drinking alcohol. That's a good point because that's um, where it used to go. But now I'm yes. just now I'm on some weirdo shit. That's that other Babylon. It's because you know you're uh, by yourself and like all like you just I just stare at my fucking phone and I'm like yo this is killing me. This yeah, is killing you know, me. You, you got to do something else. No, I mean I've been I've been jogging. I've been excited. I got to go back up the mountain. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, no, I'm I'll be fine. But I'm just saying, like, dude, forget like, and if you want to just like put all that shit aside. Like, you know, have you, have you watched, I've watched videos about like what the terms of service are for TikTok. Are you aware? Yeah, they're pretty, they're insane. I know. Yeah. So I, I made one to promote my comic work and it only right. has like 300, 300 views. So I should probably just abort, but I'm going to stick with it probably for a year. See how it does. If I can get, if I could even get up to just 5,000 views, it'd be very worth my time. So <clears throat> I'm going to stick with it, but essentially it just makes my phone like a, uh, a tracking device that uh, it, it's it, it's become they live for the yeah. Chinese. Yeah, I, yeah, mean, I know. The, it's <laughs> I know. it's crazy how 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 close the world is to they live pretty much. Uh, I, you know what I think about every single day these days? Yeah. So, okay, there's a band called Culture Side. Are you familiar with this band? No. Texas band, I want to say, uh, from the 1980s. Okay. Uh, kind of like obnoxious punk 
you know, like a, uh, like flipper style punk where it's just not pleasant for the most part. Yeah. But they have, they have an album called like, uh, what's it called? Huh? Um, tacky souvenirs of pre-revolutionary America. And what it is, is just, uh, hits like, uh, ebony and ivory, uh, star spangled banner, stuff like that. Uh, love is a battlefield sure. where they, they just take the original recordings for those songs and then jarringly, abruptly, obnoxiously sing over them karaoke style at certain points. Right. So okay. w- w- when it's love is a battlefield, it's just this like guy with an obnoxiously high voice going, love is a cattle prod. And, uh, and here's my point. The dudes in culture side probably all work at a, uh, at co-ops, maybe local alternative weekly newspapers. Uh, and they got to do something that was illegal because it's uh, intellectual property theft. Uh, and, obnoxious and challenging and uh in its own way anti <laughs> counterculture sure now you i it is my firm belief and the thing that is upsetting me that there is nothing that reaches our eyes or ears that is not completely approved and i don't mean literally approved by our chinese paymasters and overlords I mean, approved in the respect that it just wouldn't reach us if it, people wouldn't even think to make it anymore if it was challenging. Do you know what I'm saying? Like even, even stuff that was challenging, like noise music. Yeah. Is now just some codified garbage. Like when you, if you go to a noise show, you're playing a prank on yourself because it's like going to a punk show where it's fake. It's fake bracing. It's fake. Uh, challenging it's fake counterculture but it also sucks to listen to right like if you and yeah. i went to if we went to a cox bar show neither mm-hmm. one of us is convincing ourselves that that's anything other than a rock concert however it is at least very fun True. Do you know what i'm saying so there's nothing fun about a noise show and it has no type of merit as an actual challenge to your sensibilities what i'm trying to say eric there's nothing challenging anymore and that is why I want you to go to your door. Mm. Go to your door. I sent something to you. It's, Did you? It's, I, I got you a Nazi uniform. <laughs> and, I, and I want you to wear it during these during these uh, video uh, casts because I want to be challenging. I want us to be unhirable. I want you to have to sell cocaine. You know what I mean? Because I I want to create something that is genuinely, legitimately not for everyone. And my fear is that right now, everything is for everyone. People that people that pretend not to like Joe Rogan are very embarrassing because it's the most mass market thing I've ever heard in my life. Right? Yeah. Even if you don't like every guest, even if you're like, oh, I don't like his opinion on this, it's like there's no opinion. It's literally, it represents one half of the country at all times. And that, that half keeps changing. Right. So, so Joe Rogan will be like, I don't know about the, uh, I don't know about the necessity of the vaccine and people will be like, Oh no, but that represents half the country. And then in the other voice, he'll say, I like Bernie Sanders represents half the country. So 
the side flips, but he's yeah. always representing uh, 140 million people at one time. And it's like, so my point is there's nothing challenging. Go put on that uniform. I sent you <laughs> I, at, at, at the bottom of it, at the bottom of the screen, you can wear full Nazi regalia. And at the na- bottom of the screen, we can just put a little parenthetical, not an actual Nazi. And it, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. I mean, look, TV is fucking, I mean, corporate media is like slowly dying. So I might but, be out but, of a job soon anyway. No, no, no. You're going to create the best. Well, we best. have to. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to have to start making my own thing. You're going to have to, you're going to do the best web series. You're going to make $14,000 a year. <laughs> and and, and, and it, you're going to have to work at a co-op full time. And that is how nature intended it. That we shouldn't all be making money. Well, here's the thing. I think if you can make something that's good enough and people see it, then you get hired to do the Disney job. Then you make a rape joke and then you're out. And then you just go back to, you know what I mean? Like get the, like stay clean enough to get the corporate gig and And then ruin it. With the expectation that you will lose it. With the the understanding that it's going away. That's what, yeah, there was some of one of these offensive comedians we listened to was saying how like he would accept the SNL writing job just for the sake of losing it with, he would try to see how fast he could lose it. And I I think that's the spirit you got to go into the corporate. It's the spirit. Yeah. That's the spirit of a corporate gig is it. it, It's a, it, it, it's a a short vacation. You know what I mean? It's it's a, make a little money. Make a yeah. little money, get your name up if it helps. I mean, the, the future belongs to Lloyd. So, do you know uh, Lloyd Kaufman? Do you know about uh, Ty West, uh, the director? Yeah. So, do you, well, do you know about his recent trilogy of movies? So, I didn't see them. I've only seen uh, his movie from like six years ago or whatever. I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Um, but have not seen a single one of these. I was not that interested in them, even though I liked his one movie, but people are saying that Pearl was really genius. Is that true? I loved it. I thought it was great. The acting was great. Um, the, what, what, what I'm obsessed with this week is because th- th- there's two hemispheres of this, of this world right now, the art world of the TV film world. You have Ty West. Uh, well, you have, she-Hulk, Lord of the Rings, right? Mm-hmm. Exorbitant. Is that the right word? Exorbitant? Exorbitant? Large uh, budgets. It, yes. Gigantic budgets. But utter shit. Just mm. shit. Dookie. Billion dollar dookie shows. Then mm. you have the other hemisphere of that same world of Ty West making three movies, three horror movies, making them look pretty damn good with great acting and and good enough writing he made three yeah, he, movies for 2 million dollars <laughs> he looks like a turd though he oh he looks like such a turd i, I was looking at him <laughs> earlier so but i like, saw yeah saw i'm, I'm just the, oh no the sacrament i saw i'm obsessed with that this like the technology the accessibility to make things is is easier and 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 more available than ever in the history of making things. You can do it on the cheap and on the low. You can be you can make something. You can be Lloyd Kaufman in 2022 and make something look good. Look, 
uh, who, who's, uh, I read somebody's uh, bio the other day, a director uh, who always came in under budget. Who, who was it? it it's uh, the, the model was uh, the model is exactly what we're talking about. The model is uh, to just keep things uh, perpetually budget as a, as a strategy uh, to just continuously do more stuff. Uh, forget who the fuck I was looking at, but Lenny uh, Riefenstahl. Uh, oh. Well, so have you ever seen the movie Freeway? No. Okay. So Freeway is advertised as a sexy thriller. It's, okay. a, it's a very young um, Reese Witherspoon where she kind of looked like trailer trash. Like, you know, Reese Witherspoon looks very wholesome now, but as a kid, her forehead's really big and bulbous. She looks like kind of fetal. Like she looks strange in a trashy kind of, if you put the right eye makeup on Reese Witherspoon, she looks like somebody that you like, you're like, Oh man, this, this girl's definitely has a kid at home and shouldn't be out at this club. You know what I mean? Like that type of fucking energy. Yeah. And she, and uh Kiefer Sutherland, and it's advertised as this um, kind of uh, thriller. But what it actually is, is a, post reservoir dogs we're giving budgets to every lunatic that's just super assertive uh and doing something that we think is kind of clever right so it is actually a very very strange movie uh kind of uh uh, uh subversive uh, like like a, a lower budget natural born killers in some way right and actually i believe oliver stone was the uh, uh the executive producer um Let's see, freeway movie. Uh, but this director, right? Um, oh, you know who I was reading about? Okay, I'm going to tell a quick story. All right. This is uh, okay. So I'm going to say this with total respect for a friend, and I'll be very uh, vague. Uh, maybe I said this on the regular podcast. So you tell me if I did. So uh, Marco, who I do comics at Image Comics with. Uh, and I would like to expand into something like creative services where uh, companies know that they can come to us and we will uh, uh, we will find a pool of artists or creatives that can uh, help meet whatever their needs are, right? So it's a great number of people that do this. In comic books, there's a few, not many. <clears throat> but for people that have had to do their own comics, which is what creator owned comics is you're really most every element of it except for the actual manufacturer in some respect has your finger on it and certainly things like staffing so marco is going to have a brilliant career as an artist but then he's going to have a brilliant career as an editor and i was like oh marco and i should team up on this creative services thing to get our name up i wanted to get some licenses and do some kickstarter pushes with uh license film licenses so <clears throat> Uh, comic albums, which are what Europeans call uh, like they're, they're hardcover, but they're thin 70 pages, maybe, but hardcover and large like this. Right. Uh, so I was like, Oh, uh, psycho Gorman. If you, you see that movie. Yeah. So psycho Gorman had a very successful Kickstarter comic launch after the movie came out. And I wanted to do this for some, for another film. So uh, 
I reached out to a friend who who is in podcasting, but does uh, he deals with licenses for films. And I said, what's the move here? And he goes, well, some of us use an IP lawyer, but a lot of us just go to IMDb Pro and find out who the producer is. And on these indie features, we just write the producer directly. And I said, oh, smart. So I had a friend with an IMDb Pro account get me everybody's address. So like I've got the the guy who made Wolf Creek. I've got his, I'm, I'm emailing him. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. But I wanted the guy who did Bone Tomahawk. Oh. Right. And I, I, so I wrote the guy that did Bone. I was about to write the guy that did Bone Tomahawk. And then I realized I know somebody who knows him. And I said, oh, let me reach out to this mutual and see. And his answer was. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. That dude and I are still on good terms. I don't have anything bad to say about him as a man, but he's got some dangerous associations now. Whoa. What does that mean? Bikers? It means that he took the job. So his, he got, he was run out of Hollywood, but not on some me too shit, just on some, I want to do shit my own way sort of shit. Right. So he moved to Dallas. He moved, the company moved to Dallas. They were big advocates for making films outside of Hollywood. And he's, this is the person who made their career keeping everything under a budget. Right. And this is why I was reading about this part of why he was successful for as long as he was. Anyway, he, he was not implicated in any sort of me too shit, but some producer that was associated with this company was. So the company folded. They also owned uh, Fangoria at the time, sold Fangoria. Uh, now, he is now, he took the job. He heads the Daily Wire's film division. Oh. So here's my thing. My, my, my son, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I personally do not give a shit about any man's politics. I deal with conservatives when I go to the deli. You understand? Like if I cut conservatives out of my life, I would have a very limited life. I also would have an incredibly limited professional life because if nobody I'm directly dealing with is conservative, the people who own the manufacturing plants that make the things that I, who actually physically make the things that I am the creative uh, portion of, I can assure you some of them are fucking conservative. So this idea that you have to purge conservatives from your life is just foolish. But this mutual friend was saying, yeah, you know, he's, he's got some, he's around some foul people. And this guy's a friend and I didn't want to, I didn't want to bark on him, but I wanted to say, I'm trying to license his movie from seven years ago. 
I'm not trying to ride with him to the to the UFC fight. Yeah. I'm not trying I'm not trying to make him my my child's godfather. I'm not even we don't even have to go out to eat once. What are we talking about dangerous associations? Oh, this is also on my mind because somebody the other day a, a Hollywood producer I should mention uh asked me about the the girl from Red Scare. Uh, do, uh, how do you say her last name? Dasha. Dasha, not Dasha. Da, uh, uh, Putin. Dasha uh, Gorbachev. Gorbachev. So I don't know Dasha Gorbachev. Uh, I've listened to Red Scare probably twenty times. Mostly funny, but there's only so much vocal fry I can handle. Right. Yeah. So, so, but he says. Yeah, you know, a co-producer was trying to get her on this thing, but then we decided that she was too Alex Jones adjacent. And I I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I lost it because I was like, yo, you dumb rednecks, you dumb fucking rednecks that are going with this corporate idea of guilty by association. You know what I'm saying? Like I would Marjorie Taylor Green is hanging in the other room. You know what I mean? She, yeah. She's at my house, everybody. She's at my house. I, I don't understand this fucking fear of other people. It's crazy. I got so mad at him. I was like, I was like, what does that mean? What does Alex Jones adjacent mean? And he goes, I don't know. There's something in the something in the in the water about her being anti-Semite. I was like, oh, I said Jews did 9-11. <laughs> because here's my point. Everybody knows I'm joking when I say Jews did 9-11. It's a test. If you pretend I don't, if you pretend I'm not joking, you become a dishonest piece of shit. She run, she does a comedy podcast. I don't know if they call it that, but that is most certainly what it is, and everybody understands that. Do you for, Does anyone for one second think that she is an anti-Semite? I heard she, was, ta- I heard she was taking the teal coin. <clears throat> we should all be so lucky. Oh, what she did. I, I would, my response is, how do we get in on that? Exactly. I would take Teal's money. One of our one of our most recent reviews on Apple is is Red Scare for the Boys. That's that's worst possible timeline. It's high you praise. Know, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take, take it. it. I'll fucking hang out with Alex Jones. I could give a fuck, man. I, I give would, a fuck. This is my promise to our listeners. If I had any opportunity to hang out with Alex Jones, I would take that opportunity and I would enjoy myself. We could get him. We might have to go I down would. to Texas though. I promise I would enjoy Alex Jones. I think we could get him. Ever since we got Ian, I'm I'm feeling bold. I think we can pull. Oh, okay. You know Ian what it is? Alex Jones. No, 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 no. Because I think the mindset for a lot of these folks, I mean, like, there's some that are in the stratosphere that are impossible to get. And there are some who's just like general attitude. Like, we couldn't pull a Tim Dillon. But like, I think there are certain people, and I it wouldn't surprise me if Alex Jones is one of them, that they their mindset is say yes to everything that like does it matter if it's an hour of his time and it and it brings him in one new person you know what i mean like there's also there's also some people that they reconcile that their life is talking on a microphone now i mean that's just what it is so yeah that's all true um uh but how angry would you be if you and i hung with alex jones 
I, I don't know what his values are, but it, I, I, presumably none of them would infect my body and I would have to start be, I'd have to start yelling. You know what I mean? Like it just wouldn't happen. So yeah. what the fuck is the harm? I just don't, I hate the hypocrisy of this shit when it's like, do none of you deal with working class people? They got some ugly views, man. <laughs> you know, do you ever go some, you ever go to a construction site? You ever go someplace? Have you ever gone any place? Is my question. <laughs> I would ask, have, have you ever dealt with somebody who is not from your weird little fucking bubble of, of colleges, right? Like, have you ever dealt with that person? Because right or wrong, a lot of that people got a lot of Alex Jones in them. You know what I mean? So what are we going to do? We're making things for, we're making things for a mass market, but no, 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 we don't want, no, no, we can't have any of the people that make up the mass market. Well, no, it's fucking nuts. I, I mean, it's, it's one of my true beliefs is that it doesn't matter working class, rich, poor, like it, it truly doesn't matter what color your skin is, what your gender is, what you said. It does not matter what you are, who you are, where you came from. You talk to anyone. Mm. For a significant amount of time, they're gonna they have ugly beliefs. Every single human on this face of this earth, you talk to them long enough and you'll discover something that you go, ooh, ooh, that's inside of you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's mine? What did you discover in me? Uh <laughs> Jesus Christ. We go down the list here. Uh <laughs> No, that would that, that would take too. I don't know. That you would that that uh, you would you would slit a homeless person's throat. I don't know. Um, I've never done it. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's it. That's stupid and super self-limiting, and 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 yeah, I, you know, I mean, it, it, people get scared. I mean, I've literally we've gotten shit, and it was you know, it was a thing. No one re- has really said it any. No one's really said it in a long time, but I guarantee it's a thing that people still believe, and uh, it's something that's certainly been thrown at us. But the idea of platforming someone with ugly views right this, I, this idea of like oh you had crowder on oh no yeah yeah and it's like lit and it's like we don't have to li- we don't have to li- we we were talking about this in 2017 the idea that like it's literally i don't we don't fancy ourselves journalists i would kill myself if i had that 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 title but it's literally if you are journalism or if you have a platform it is almost your obligation to have people like that on your show or on your platform. I'm saying, where is the counterculture? Where is it? It's it. I mean, it's yeah. It it became self policing. It's it's strange, man. But listen, I'm down. If you want to make a a movie about a about a Nazi who lives in West Hollywood, I'm you, send me the you. You're the writer. Send me the screenplay. I'll I'll figure out how to finance it. And I'll fucking make some shit. I'm I'm kind of like this new job has made me feel so unengaged and like living on my own. Now I feel so unengaged and not having mm. sex. I feel so mm. unengaged. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, now we're drilling down to it. We're drilling down. And it's like, I'll make the movie about the, about Alex Jones and the, I don't give a shit. Like, let's just, let's, let's do it. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's, let's 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 do it. Yeah, uh, we can uh, bone tomahawk. And didn't didn't bone the fucking tomahawk. didn't didn't the red scare chick make a movie? Yeah, about yeah, about Epstein like an, or, or some shit. 
Yeah, an Epstein inspired movie. Yeah, but she this is like a this producer deals with like the Hollywood uh, uh, uh elites where it's like, oh, we gotta package things, we gotta put uh the right team together to sell this to the fucking streaming service to get the money over the hump and all that bull all the bullshit. And it's like, uh oh, we don't want them to think she's got some association with Alex Jones. It everybody, what I'm saying is these companies being so scared is robbing you of it's, it's truly robbing you of, of potentially great things in your life. And, and that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. Some of you under a certain age are never going to know the joy of an ISIS beheading video. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're not going to know it. And it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed for you. Well, look, I mean, it's stupid because it really should just be if you're talking to the Hollywood elites, if you're talking to execs, it's just all they care about is 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 if you can make a return or if you're going to make a profit in some way. It's a fucking business, you know, Mm. so it's like you don't want to like license the Dasha Necronomicon movie like. She has a giant audience. That will all pay money to watch the thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And, and until we pretend, until we stop pretending that that's not the main thing, <laughs> we're, do- we're doomed. Shout, shout out to hip hop for knowing. Shout, shout out to rap <laughs> for, for just understanding. You know I mean? Well, so th- that's what I was going to, I was going to bring up actually that the, like the most provocative artists, and this maybe sounds mad normie of me and mad pedestrian, but I think the old, like the most provocative artist of the last decade is probably Kanye West. And it was probably because he wore a fucking MAGA hat. That's uh, for real. The closest that we've gotten. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like the and closest. It's, I just remember because I can remember at the time we probably talked about it on here. And I can remember thinking like. Y'all not stupid enough to think that like. This is his politics, right? Like he has no politics. No he politics. is invested in the brand of himself and he understands that the way to make his brand the largest it can be where he can effectively boss around billionaires and boss mm-hmm. around companies like Gap and fucking Adidas, which he's doing on Instagram is very fun. Uh, he's able to do that by keeping his name in your mouth. And he I think he understood what's the most provocative shit I can do in 2016. Oh, the whole world is looking at this guy. I'm going to go hang out with him. I could be the guy that's like, fuck Donald Trump. I can do that. But there's fucking lots of people doing that. Mm. How do I stand out? Maybe I'll just go stand next to him. Maybe I'll put on the hat and go hang out at the White House and bail bail some people out of fucking prison. That was the most provocative shit anyone's done. In I mean, on a mass scale in, in terms of like popular culture. Why is it that when Kanye hangs with Donald Trump, he beca- he's just a brilliant provocateur, and when you and I hang with Donald Trump, <laughs> we we lose sponsors? What, I think what, if what is it? What if, is this? If we this racism, if, if we appeared in front of Donald Trump, I don't think I think he would look right through us. I think it would be invisible oh, no to doubt. him. You know, no doubt. <laughs> anyone anyone with more than fifty grand just looks right through us. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I might buy these Ty West movies. For to watch on, on my so tour. I didn't, I'm about, I, yeah, about to leave for tour, right? Uh, are you coming through here, Los Angeles? One of the major 
<laughs> what major cities in the planet? Yes. I no, I mean will. like, well, cause you're going out to like the Midwest first, right? So I'm going on uh, the what's after tertiary. What? I didn't, what, are what? You so there's primary, secondary, tertiary, and then what's after tertiary? They're sticking you in. Are you talking about the plane? Hold on. Are you are you on a are you taking a steamship to the United States? Quaterary. I'm playing quaterary. Oh. So, so you know how there's A markets, B markets, C markets? Sure, so yeah. there's primary markets, yeah. uh, secondary markets, tertiary markets, and I'm playing the, the quad, quaternary uh, markets of Birmingham, Alabama, Louisville, Kentucky, St. Louis, Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> oh, shit. You're in the local uh, affiliates region. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, you're, in, you're, in, you're in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. <laughs> Oklahoma, yeah, yeah. Oklahoma City, uh, El Paso, Texas, Tucson, Arizona. Okay, so then, but on I your on your way there, do you have to come through Los Angeles? Wait. Okay. Then I'm coming to the West Coast. The show starts in San. The uh, tour starts in San Diego, the the Bronx tour. Uh, so. I was going to go to San Diego for the day. If you would like to come before the day before I go to uh, the day before the tour starts so that I can uh, hang with Dave, who I haven't seen in months. Uh, if you're more than welcome to come, if you which, want to watch movies in his secret movie theater in his home, which, which date do you know the date? You don't have to say it. Uh, to text me. That would be October uh, 3rd, probably. I could, probably swing that um, you go to an office now is are you weak only when we have oh. uh only when we have footage come trade yourself you betrayed yourself only when we have footage come in mm. which so far has been three times and i think we'll be mm. three more before the end of the year it's so bleak oh god you should see this office it is pure hang yourself uh office space it's crazy <laughs> it's like the most there's bars on the window it's nuts it's in North Hollywood. Imagine. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Where were we? Hold on. I'm, well, I'm going to use the toilet. Have we, have we hit time yet? Because I, I don't know. Really this, it doesn't give you a time counter. Probably. Listen, listen, uh, something's bubbling in me. So you're going to have to fucking call it. All right. Well, uh, I think I'm going to, going to make this the main episode because this is a hundred thousand times better than what we recorded last, last night. I've, I, well, you're welcome to do that, but I already uploaded the other episode to the fucking uh, with the edits to the uh, thing. Listen, I don't give a fuck what you do. I got a shit. Um, the, the, uh, Imagine if I was on one of these like Rogan style shows that goes for fucking three hours. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm sorry. IBS, my guy. Um, all right. Uh, let's thank people for, for listening to us. Okay. Well, thank if this, if I do decide to make this the Patreon episode, thank you for listening. Thank you for your continued patronage. Tell a friend. Uh, if I make this the main episode, then it's patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. Go there, give money. Uh, 205-509-9785. Call and leave a message. Uh, at WP Timeline on Twitter and worst possible timeline at gmail.com for all business inquiries. We want to make the Alex Jones movie. Uh, yes. Hit us up. Yeah. All of your financiers, hit us up uh, and, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm. Bye. It is now 2024. 
And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. <laughs>